Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. It is me, Joe, here. My ice machine just went off. Hopefully you can't hear anything in the background because my laundry is going on. And this is the uh, life of a single bedroom apartment. Uh, Joining me on tonight's episode is Sean. Sean, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good, Joe. That's great to hear. How is it out in uh, Philadelphia? It's actually pretty hot. (laughs) It's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like nine. Oh, uh oh, oh boy! Did we Did lose? I drop Sean? Out? Yeah, you dropped uh, out. What, what's it supposed to be? Uh, it's supposed to be like ninety here tomorrow. Oh God! Oh yeah, gonna have to turn the air conditioning on. Yeah, don't open up the window. There's too many flies because it's hot in hell in Philadelphia. Ah, I had to do it. Sorry, everyone. Also joining us. Is Alan. Alan, how are you doing, man? I'm all right. How about you? I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm just kind of like existing. Yeah, just kind of, you know, it's been a, it's been a weird week already. I don't know. It's odd. It's just an odd, <laughs> I odd understand. week. There's a lot of weirdness oh, in general. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, the vibe's off. It, it, this week's giving off a bad vibe already. <laughs> bad vibes. Bad vibes. Uh, also joining us is Alex. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, excellent. That's great to hear. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, start the show up because we're eschewing the news. Maybe we'll do some at the end. I don't know. I guess you got to stay around because we got a bunch of trip reports, some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, let's start off with Sean. Sean, what have you done recently that's uh, super interesting? Uh, so last week I, me, my wife, the baby and my wife's parents all drove down to North Carolina to, uh, go to Great Smoky Mountains National Park. We were, spent a few days there and then I went by myself up to Dollywood. Your first time. Yeah. Yeah. First time. Um, I, you know, after I got my vaccine, I decided that it was definitely time to ride some rides, uh, considering it had been 15 months, 16 months, something like that. Um, so it was high time and I had a wonderful time there. It was awesome. I love Dollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm already looking forward to going back hopefully in the next few years. Cause my sister is talking about getting married in Nashville. So, I will drive up to Dollywood when that happens. <laughs> nice. Um, the morning I got there, it was kind of rainy and crappy, but uh, and it was freezing the whole day. It was probably like low 40s, low to mid 40s all day. Um, and I did not pack for that at all. Um, so I ran the lightning rod the first thing when I got in and it was running and I rode it in the cold rain, but it was awesome. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. It's so good. Um, of course it's my first RMC. So, um, who knows, you know, I'll be riding steel vengeance in a month and we'll see how that goes. But, uh, as of now, lightning rods, definitely my favorite ride I've ever been on. Um, 
And I did it like five times that day all over the train. Front row is the best, though, I think. Um, front row is my favorite, at least. I agree. I'm down with that. Yeah. It's, good. it's a good take. It's a good take. Um, going up that, that the lift hill in the front is just, that's an experience. That's an experience. Um, I rode all, I mean, I rode all the coasters except for uh, Whistle Punk Chaser. Whistle Punk Chaser? Is that what it's called? I think that's right. Yeah. Um, just because if I'm by myself, I just, I can't bring myself to wait in line for a ride like that. Even though there really <laughs> weren't many people there, I, I just can't do it. I felt weird enough going on like the Dragonflyer kitty coaster and seeing like all the moms and dads looking at me weird as this, you know, middle-aged man in line with them. Um, but yeah, I was pretty impressed with all the, the, the I think the only ride I was slightly disappointed in um, was uh, Fire Chaser Express. I was expecting a little, I don't know why, but I was expecting a little bit more from that ride than what I got. Um, some cool like effects on it, but otherwise I thought the coaster itself was kind of uh, a bit more boring than I thought it looked on uh, from the layout. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your if your major complaint is Fire Chaser Express, that's that's pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> expecting Mystery Mind to like cause my brain to fall out of my ears the way people talk about it, and I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I mean, they did take out a, a chunk of it this year, so like, yeah, that could be part of it. But I mean, like overall, I, I know you said that. Um, uh, the other wood coaster, Thunderhead, Thunderhead is, a little, yeah. is a little, a little on the the bouncy side, which is you know it's not outrageous for a GCI. Like they right. usually kind of have that weird kind of rattliness to them after a little bit. Um, yeah, you should have I mean, ridden it three years ago. It was really bad. Yeah, 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 it's it's had some bad moments, but you know overall, I think they do a decent job of upkeep. What do you think about? I know you seem to have enjoyed Tennessee Tornado and. Yeah, uh, Wild Eagle. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Wild Eagle a lot more than I was expecting. Um, I'm not like I, I don't like dislike B and M's, but I tend to not like B and M's as much as other people like B and M's. And then I feel like the wing riders have a lower reputation from a lot of people. At least that's what I read. It sounds like people think they're forceless and all that kind of stuff, and Go ahead. No, I'm just I'm laughing because that's yeah, that's exactly the slam against them. Right. And my, my wife and I actually have a joke about like just like picturing somebody with a lanyard at some coaster event riding gatekeeper. It just it's like sucked back into the wheels and they're just being slowly choked to death. <laughs> and as they're gasping, it's <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had to add to that. Um but like I rode it in the front row for my first ride, and I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, again, at least some of these uh, reactions may be because I hadn't ridden anything in a year and a half. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot more than I was expecting I would. And obviously, Tennessee Tornado, I just like Mystery Mine, I expected a narrow looper to try to kill me. But... Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was. I thought it was a lot. I mean, it's short, but what's there is really good. Alex can correct me if I'm wrong, but 
basically, Tennessee Tornado is designed by the same person that designed uh, Lightning Rod. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's Shulky. Yep. yep. So uh, that was that that brief moment, and when we say brief, we mean it. Like it was just a little too late. Basically, they couldn't come back from it, and then X was just the <laughs> cough killer. Yeah. Yeah, that ended it. But um, yeah. Uh, what other thoughts do you have about Dollywood? Like, you ride the train, you ride any of the other... The train rides? wasn't open, unfortunately. Uh, um, yeah, I was... Oh, the log I, flume. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say I made you flume. ride it, but <laughs> I influenced. Alan peer pressured me into riding the log flume. Um, it was it was a good log flume. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, <laughs> everyone... Everyone working it looked at me like I was crazy when I jumped on by myself. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, you got you got you got to take the hit sometimes. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been there yeah. often. Trust me, it was good. Um, I I wasn't going to brave the River Rapids ride though. That was that was a bridge too far. That's okay. It's it's not <laughs> as good. It's okay. I did drop line, which I thought was an awesome drop drop tower. Really good drop tower. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Blazing Fury, which is like my kind of ride, just like <laughs> ridiculousness uh, with a few drops in there. This, it reminded, this is the part, this is the part that ahead. hurts because, like, when you say like you're like, oh man, it's so good, and then like here's me being like, yeah, but you've got to ride the one at Silver Dollar City. Yeah, yeah. It's even better. <laughs> yeah, it still has the water splash down everything. Like it's perfect. Well, and that's because like I thought the one in Dollywood had a water splash down. So when we dropped and it wasn't there, I was like, "Huh? Am I thinking <laughs> of a different ride?" <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, you were you were thinking of the right ride. They they just got rid of the water. Like, and it was a while ago. It had to be at least like a decade now, right, Alex? Okay. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I I think it was the early. Oh, it's somewhere around there. It was either get. Basically, I said it's either that or they couldn't maintain it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So. But they still and got that's why, that's why it worries me so. about fire in the hole. Yeah. Because like, as, yeah, long as, as, as long as, as that's the water's still, doing still it, I'm happy. there, but like, yeah, that I don't know. Plus, the problem with uh, fire in the hole is that they could really open up a lot of the uh, land there and pathways to get rid of dead ends kind of in the way but who, let's let's Please hope that's them ideas <laughs> i've heard things though so that's no. that's the scary all right so everyone has to go to branson later this year um <laughs> time soon but <laughs> in um what about like food did you get any food there yeah i know uh, there's like no shows going on but so i did see the um the bird show Oh, okay. Oh, the, the Birds of Prey or whatever. The yeah, uh, yeah, it's called like Wings, Wings of America or something now. Something like that, yeah. Um, which is fun. I like those those kind of animal shows. Um, and yeah, I had obviously the cinnamon bread, um, which was delicious. Although I, I guess it might be a hot take, but I like it plain, not with the apple butter or the, uh, the icing that comes with it. I think that's um, reasonable. I got yeah. nothing... Nothing negative to say about that. I got one of the... So, I was there two days before their, like, flower and food festival started. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the normal, like, food locations were already converted to the festival food. 
So like I went to the big skillet scrambles hoping to get like the sausage and peppers or something, mm-hmm. but they had a quote unquote mountain paella. Uh, so it had like pork and chicken and stuff like that. Rocky mountain was, oysters. Yeah. Like I was kind of like, do, do I really need to read what's in this before I buy it? Um, <laughs> but it was good. And it was like a nice, not overwhelming portion. Cause I feel like a lot of theme parks when you get something, it's going to be like, you're either you're either going to be like full for the next four hours and feel like crap or, uh, you know, not enough. But it was like the right amount. And it was really good. It was nice and fresh. It, didn't, uh, it tasted like, you know, actually prepared meal other than, you know, flash frozen stuff that they threw in a deep fryer. Um, yeah, I actually try a little bit. Oh, yeah. And you did Chasing Rainbows. I did, yes. I kind of had to run through it at the end of the day because it closed an hour before the park did. Um, so I only had like 20 minutes in there, but it's a pretty real, pretty cool museum. Like, I'm I'm not... <laughs> I don't know shit about Dolly Parton, but... Uh, <laughs> Same boat, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was Everything really, I know about Dolly, I learned at Dollywood. Yeah, right. Um, I thought it was a really cool and well-done museum, especially for something that's like just in the middle of a theme park. Um, but yeah, they did have some like live music shows going on in the outdoor theaters. Um, and like, I kind of stopped and listened a bit, but I didn't really sit and watch whole shows. I'm pretty sure all the indoor ones are reopening or have by now. So they, they're pretty much back to normal there. Okay. Yeah. They, there were definitely weren't any indoor shows when I was there. It also may have been like, I'm looking at the show schedule there was a lot of shows that were playing other days of the week, but not the day I was there. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I definitely, again, would love to go, I would love to go back for like a few days just to be able to see the shows and do some of the smaller attractions. Um, but I loved it. I thought, you know, I liked, granted it's kind of a one note when it, I won't say completely one note, but kind of one note when it comes to the theme, but like they do that theme really well and it's uh, clean and all the employees were really, really uh, good. So I, I, I loved it. Awesome. What about, um, what else did you think about the Smoky Mountains? Cause I know you, you, you were in the area for what, like a week, right? So we were, uh, in the on the North Carolina side of the Smoky Mountains from Sunday to Thursday, um, I had I mean we love that we we try to hit at least one or two national parks every year, and I was really impressed with Great Smoky Mountains National Park, um, especially considering it's a free park. Um, I thought all of their facilities were really well maintained, and even like you know bathrooms at trailheads were really nice and clean and all that kind of stuff. Um, I really liked the Asheville area of North Carolina. Uh, we hit a few breweries and, uh, we had a really good time. I would definitely, I would go back in a heartbeat. I didn't unfortunately get to hit any of the other Gatlinburg, uh, Pigeon Forge stuff. Like I didn't, uh, Alan will kill me, but I didn't do uh, Jurassic Jungle Boat Ride. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. I- it's fine. Uh, you also There's- gotta be a little bit, uh, have a couple of step twos first before you you do that. You, you, yeah, have, you, have, you have to be in the right mindset. Yeah, like yeah. You can't just you can't just show up to Jurassic Jungle Boat Ride. Yeah, my not... friend, 
Buddy. Ask me who's in uh, Gatlinburg today. He's like, so we're going to Anakista today. I know you've been there to Gatlinburg a lot. Ch- what we should do? I'm like, moonshine, and then go and ride the Earthquake ride <laughs> because it's so bad that it's so good. And if you're wasted, you'll love it. <laughs> it's very good advice. Very good advice. Sound. Yeah, I feel like I have to do that kind of stuff with like a not by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you need you need additional parties with you, and like right now is still not really. I mean, I would do it now because I, I've gotten my sh- shots, but like, I'll tell you, like when I was in Dallas, uh, what four weeks ago now, five weeks ago, you know, yeah, I was fully immunized, but like the idea of being at the bar and just like walking around without my mask on felt really fucking weird. Yeah. Like, it feels really strange, and you, you don't... I'm, like, I'm a little... I'm more sure of it now, having done what I've done travel-wise, but, yeah, it feels spooky. Um, it's the only way I can, I can say it. But, yeah, in the future, yes. Uh, come with friends, and then that's when you do all the ridiculous stuff. Because some of the ridiculous stuff is actually pretty good. Mountain coasters. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, tons of mountain coasters. Um, there's the... Uh, there's this weird 70 theater and I forget who built it. I think it's Alter Face might have it. And if not, Alter Face apparently listens to our show because what? they always complain after <laughs> after I get something <laughs> wrong. No, it is theirs. I googled it. It's theirs. Uh, it's like a it's like this motion-based simulator shooting ride that they have like 50 locations of. There's one there in Gatlinburg that costs 6 bucks. It's actually halfway good, like halfway decent. Like I'd rather do that than Avatar. So, Six bucks is a pretty good price for Gatlinburg. Yeah, it's an outstanding. Yeah, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think we we talked like me and my wife even talked on our way home because um, after we went we were in the Smokies we stopped in uh, Shenandoah National Park for the rest of the week. Um, but we we talked and we said we we could go to the Smokies area for at least a week and I think next time we probably split split the stay between the Tennessee side and the North Carolina side. So I would hit some more Gatlinburg ridiculousness. And, and the casino. Because it would be over by Cherokee at that point. Yeah, well, we were we saw the, the casino. We drove by the casino the one day. Um, but I, that's not my wife's bag. <laughs> she, well, just, just take her there. It, like Alex. Alex hasn't gambled before. Which is absurd. <laughs> but, are you are you gonna try to gateway drug me into uh, gambling, Alan? <laughs> Sounds what you're trying to do. Yes. This is the inverse okay. of putting those uh, 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 phone numbers at the end of gambling ads. This is the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get you into it. Alan's like, if you're addicted to gambling, you're right. You're doing it. <laughs> you made the right decision. You're awesome. You're cool. <laughs> Better than heroin. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't mind me, uh, while Sean finishes his trip report, I'm going to go back to the BetMGM app. Um, use uh, use code um, Parkscope to get ten free dollars on your BetMGM app. Yeah, you get a fifty dollar bet free. Um, God, yeah, I love the area. Asheville is really cool. Um, and obviously, if you if you go back that way, you'll have the opportunity to do um, uh, what's the Vanderbilt's mansion down there. So the day I went the the Biltmore, the day I went to uh, 
Dollywood, my wife and my in-laws went to Biltmore. Oh, <laughs> what did they think of it? Because I they loved it. Uh, it's you know what it's I, I like big house tours. I, I've been to many of them. It's kind of an interesting house tour because they still technically live in it. Yeah, yeah. But for like three minutes, you know, a year, like they show up and have Christmas and then leave again. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's big as hell, obviously, and there's a lot of rooms. It's very castly because they they took a lot of stuff. Like everybody in the Gilded Age did. Yeah. People in Europe are poor. So they they just pillaged their homes and took it over to America. Um, but yeah, it's it's dope. You should definitely go there. You'll do like a flip flop, and then as a neutral location, uh, go ahead and pick the uh, Bush's Baked Beans Factory Tour. <laughs> I drove by that too. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I I we my wife and I did that. It's not really a factory tour. It's just like a little tour thing that they have and then we ate at the cafe which of course serves lots of beans <laughs> you know the billboard though my my father-in-law was like oh yeah they have like 95 bedrooms and i'm like how did they just how did they not go for a hundy like how do you just stop at 95 at least go triple digits <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe at that point if, why not maybe they did initially and then they invented like indoor plumbing or something yeah and then they were like, actually, let's convert a couple. I think I want a toilet. Now that, now that we've joined the 20th century. <laughs> well, excellent. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed Pigeon Forge. Alex, uh, Joe, both of you have been to these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be going next Wednesday. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. A lot of things have to go right, though. There, there's some things I, I'm still not confirmed. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. so one thing I do want to add, Sean, is I think you would have been more impressed with Fire Chaser Express if you wrote it before Hagrid um, because of just how unique that whole thing was when it opened. And, yeah, maybe. And, and a little bit of it was um, taken away from when they opened Hagrid just because it kind of was doing – some of the similar backwards family launched coaster stuff. Um, yeah, I think I, I think just seeing like looking at the actual track layout, it looks like it had it should have some like air time to it, and I just didn't get any of that. Not like but, I was I wasn't expecting to like fly out of my seat or anything like that, but it, it just I don't know. It, I also was in the front, so that may have affected things, but. But, I mean, it's never been advertised as anything but a family ride, though. No, yeah, yeah. It's a, so, it's a good family ride. Like It's it's know, a like, modern mind train, and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to come yeah. off thinking it's bad. Like, I, I didn't oh, think it was fine. a terrible ride. You were just expecting, like, slightly more thrill aspect. Yeah. That's fine. No, that's, that's, that's not unreasonable. I mean, I think, you know, I think, like, a lot of coaster enthusiasts kind of get, and I'm probably one of them, that kind of gets into that whole thing of, like, Wild Eagle is just okay but you know like part of that is the fact that like i've been on a a billion things yeah and you know like once you've been on a billion things like then i can i can look at and i'm like wow you know like this layout could have just as been easily done with like a sit-down train yeah and you know like you get into that like habit which is but at the end of the day i always ride wild eagle when i'm there because it's fun like i've never been like this ride sucks it's just like I'd still rather ride it than Avatar. Well, um, 
Oh. <laughs> I'm going to keep going with that all night. <laughs> just because uh, it came up earlier in the day. Like, I will say, family-wise, like, I thought Dragonflyer was a surprisingly, like, it had some wit to it at the beginning of the ride, which I was surprised. That, um, that's the family ride that could be advertised as a little bit more than a family ride. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that first so. drop and the first few turns, I was like, oh, all right. This has got some stuff to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited to try out the new one that's being built at Dino's in Coney Island. Yay, Dino's. It looks really good for what it is. You know, it's funny. I'd heard that they were going to get an RMC, and that didn't happen. Are you serious? Oh. Hopefully hopefully that doesn't happen now, because, oops, that would have been funny if that revealed it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> like, you Next you're like, oh, first. Dino's is getting a, a single rail. Who could have? Who could have guessed? Oh, somebody said that on Scope like two months ago. How did that happen? <laughs> Screenscape um, posting the rumor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm happy that they're getting like everybody's getting something because there's also the family coaster that's going in um, from Zamperla, uh, which was actually planned last year. Blog Flume. So like two new coasters in Coney Island. Yeah, that is definitely delayed till next year. I, I know that for a fact. Okay, well then never mind. Yeah, one new coaster, one new coaster. And, Actually, two because they put one of those stupid uh, SPF Vista. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Big yeah. Air <laughs> so, I, I I'm actually really excited now. Uh, I'll just break in really quickly because uh, Columbus Zoo is getting a spinning mouse. Yeah, uh, we're South actually. Yeah, I'm so. really excited because Ariel wanted to go and I kind of wanted to go back and I'm like, perfect. Yeah. So they're they're getting rid of the log float log flume Joe and they're actually getting oh. a Zamperla spinning mouse. Oh wow! The Columbus Zoo. Huh. So we might have to we might have to uh, meet up with you at some point That's, in Columbus. That sounds good to me. Hang with and my go parents. Go do like spinning coaster thon between that and what else is there now? Um, well, well, there's the indoor attraction. The indoor, indoor park. Yeah, the indoor the the indoor one at scene seventy five. We gotta do other world. We gotta do other world. Um, and then if we get to, if we can make it to Dayton, then there's the other uh, spinning kitty coaster in the area. So that's three credits. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a real number. That's like, a I real to, number. I have to fly far for three credits usually. So <laughs> yeah, you usually have to go to Abu Dhabi for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to leave the country or go to San Francisco. One of the two. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to quickly interject with that. Um, Pigeon Forge is dope, man. I can't wait to go back. I don't know when that's going to happen, but at some point. And you guys got a cabin, right? Yeah, in uh, so like in Maggie Valley, actually, in North okay. Carolina. So we were. I, I saw. I passed by Ghost Town in the Sky a few times. <laughs> oh boy! Which is allegedly going to open this year. That's <laughs> 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 been. <laughs> Alex, how many times have we heard that story? I know. I jeez, it's got to be up to like a dozen. I, that's not even a joke. It's wild it's that, that like places like just let it die. Just it's die. wild that that coaster is still just standing up there. Yeah. I don't like. I don't even know if it can work. I don't it's like. It's never gonna operate again. Especially <laughs> we need new trains because that company that built those things that ran yeah. for like what three days or something. Yeah, and they had they, structural cracks. I don't think they knew what anything what they were doing. I saw the locking <laughs> mechanisms. They're the most like rudimentary things ever. Like they, they didn't know what they were doing. Oh, and then they didn't get paid because probably because they well, first of all, they had no money, and then second of all, they were like, "This is crap. We're not paying you." 
Oh, we man. need to figure out what happened to Alaska. Alaska Presley. Oh, I was like, what? Alaska? Who owned it for a hot second? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's good. She, she like, owned it, and then she's like, actually, I'm going to turn into a Christian thing. And then she just kind of disappeared. At one point, the cliffhanger or Red Devil, whatever you want to call it, they were going to turn it into a thing where you just walk the track. There yeah. like a bunch of catwalks on it. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, that's pretty cool. I don't see it ever happening. So, ah, uh, who knows? That that I don't know. That, that the whole problem is with that area is it's kind of dead, isn't it? You oh, would yeah. know we're there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's pitch and forge past them, over, and there's no. I don't know what they would do to ever come back from that. I, yeah. I drove by it back in. 16 and I, I drove right by ghost town i'm like oh there's ghost town i had no idea it, just my routing yeah. put me right by it. i'm like oh like that that's where it is god no wonder it's closed like the town i just went through looked like like it reminded me of like huntington uh west virginia <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i drove by it three times before i realized where it was yeah, like, I, I, the only reason, and honestly, I probably never would have noticed unless my wife was like, "Is that a roller coaster up on that mountain?" I'm like, "Oh, that's where it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I kind of feel like that area is I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg situation where it's dead because there's nothing there, or there's nothing there because it's dead. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know which was first, but yeah, there's like abandoned motels and all sorts of stuff. It's real sad. Charity. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you had a hot tub, right? Like we did. <laughs> there you go. Like that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. like you'd be too miserable because we were close to. I guess it's called Waynesville, and like Waynesville was actually pretty decent. It had like a nice little downtown, a few restaurants, and like a, a really good brewery that we got dinner from the one night. Um, Turns out my sister's boyfriend's dad actually lives there, um, which was random. I didn't know that when, before we booked the the cabin. But um, yeah, it was that, that was actually cool. But yeah, the Maggie Valley and like towards Cherokee is just like real desolate. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. It's like that's how you remember that you're in Appalachia. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is it my All turn? Right. Yeah, Alan. So I'm going to go grab some tea because I want to hear about this. But tell us about uh, your trip to uh, to uh, Las Vegas, especially um, anything else that's happened there besides your visit <laughs> to some of the themed entertainment experiences there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess I guess I'll kind of like quickly go through the the genesis of it uh, yeah. i wanted to go to meow wolf and it was opening and i got vaccinated and flights were still cheap so uh i talked to a friend of the podcast zane who lives out there and i said hey man why don't we go do something and he's like what i was like let's go to meow wolf and then also other things the other things in this case were Northern Nevada. Um, because basically I flew into Las Vegas. I spent uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night in Las Vegas. 
And then after that, uh, we actually headed north out of Vegas. And we went and stayed in Fallon, Nevada on Saturday night. And then Sunday night, we stayed in Reno. And then I flew home Monday uh, after working remotely from the hotel. Um, day that I arrived there, I'm going to make it real short. I did not drink enough water, and I passed out as a result of that. And I wound up in the ER. Um, so that put that put a little bit of a damper on the following day. But honestly, that day I was supposed to work anyways. So I ended up just texting my boss at about 1.30 in the morning Pacific time, 4.30 a.m. Eastern, to let her know that I was in the emergency room awaiting a CAT scan uh, and probably should not expect me. So that worked out uh, as best it could. Uh, I did get my staples out last week, and it is healing up nicely, in case you're wondering how the wound on the back of my head from the falling went. Um, so since I didn't work remotely, I basically got uh, a free day to rest, and then we went over to Meow Wolf that afternoon. Um, Meow Wolf has the Omega Mart in Area 15. Area 15 is kind of like this, looks almost like a giant big box store from the outside. And inside there's a restaurant uh, it's actually a, a really nice restaurant. I'll get to that later. But there's different types of experiences there, like virtual driving ranges, VR things, stuff like that. Um, the bulk of it is the Omega Mart. And the Omega Mart, when you walk in, it's on the left-hand side. Uh, you have to get a time ticket right now because it's on reservations. I'm sure it's on reservations no matter what anyways. And uh, you go in, and after you enter, uh, you're actually not allowed to take cameras in with changeable lenses, so I had to check my camera bag at the desk. And when you go into it, uh, basically the, the, the front, I would say like one-eighth one of it, is the storefront that you see. Uh, you know, everybody has their pictures in front of it, which is this... Basically, it's supposed to be the Omega Mart. The Omega Mart is a supermarket chain uh, based, I think, in California, from my recollection. And they sell really weird products. Um, the products, as you learn throughout the process of going through the Omega Mart, are basically created using some extra dimensional assistance. Uh, in effect. And there's actually points in the store where you can see space and time melting in on itself. Like, there's one kind of classically taken picture that a lot of people have of in the dairy area, the dairy just turns into like lines. Like a barcode. Like yeah, like a barcode. Like, it looks like that. Because it's just the colors just smearing. Um... Or you'll like you'll be looking at an apple and there'll be like a hole in it, and if you look in the hole, it's kind of like a kaleidoscope has been set up inside of it. Stuff like that. Um, in the store, that's that's the easiest place to get a boop card. The boop <laughs> card is the important thing. Uh, the boop card works by it's a it's a blue card with a RFID chip inside of it, and on the back side is a QR code, which is individual to the boop card. And the boop card, you just boop it. You just touch one of the round sensors and it will start doing stuff. Um, 
and you can get them from any of the clerks. And then, of course, that's that's how you eventually learn how to get to the rest of the attraction. Um, some of the entryways, I know there's like one secret door that turns out to be like a shelf. Uh, most people go through the cooler. Um, another entryway is through the meat counter. You can kind of finagle your way back there, and then you just go into the back. Um, and then, and the meat counter obviously has weird stuff in it. Uh, you know, you can look up pictures that people have taken and see, like, you know, they create all sorts of weird fake items for the store, and many of which are actually purchasable. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can buy. <laughs> you can buy like eighty percent of what's inside of the Omega Mart. That's, That's pretty fun. cool. Like it's all, and it's you know, like just it's amazing stuff. Like all just ridiculous merchandise. Um, so once you get into the rest of it, it basically try to think of the way to do this without necessarily spoiling a lot of it. Um, it's it's a lot bigger than just the Mart. There's, I think, I want to say there was like 70,000 or 80,000 square feet of space. Um, and the Mart is probably like 10,000 of it. There's the factory area, which is kind of like a multi-level playscape. Um, there's a canyon that they've built. And the short version of what I'll tell you about Meow Wolf without ruining everything, because it's very clear once you get further back. Uh, there's the founder of the Omega Mart uh, and the Omega Corporation. His daughter is now in charge. They came to prominence because they were on a hike in the canyon, which you then go into, and back there is where they found the source. The source being this extra-dimensional source of energy that was emitting through a wall. And so they've basically been mining that and then using that to help produce products all of which are completely insane. And this ties obviously into further themes about what the attraction is intending to talk about because the attraction has an enormous amount of like people who are like, I want to be immersed and I want story. Well, if you want story, the thing that you want is Meow Wolf Omega Mart because you are constantly, we actually, we actually got into, Zane and I got into the, into the actual crazy back portion of it through the garden section of the Omega Mart behind the produce. Uh, if you go back there, then you just kind of like follow the path. It zigzags quite a bit. And then the next thing you know, you're in like a room filled with like crazy lights. Um, and then eventually it spits you out into the Canyon area at the, at the base of it. Um, it, which, in retrospect, is kind of like, I don't want to say it's the reverse, but based on what we learned, at least like what I absorbed, Zane was like, I'm having a tough time processing this because there's a lot happening and I'm just trying to vibe with it. Um, <laughs> which, fair enough, right? Uh, um, I, I tried to do a little bit more of that stuff, but I also want to vibe with it as well because it's freaking wild. Like the canyon specifically, just to give you an idea... The whole thing is like a giant thing of rock work that's probably 40 feet tall, I'd say, 45, 50 feet at most. Um, they projection map 
the entire canyon, including the floor. And it just looks freaking insane. Uh, and they have LED lights running through the floor as well because the source is getting into the water supply over there. Um, but the boob cards work in a bunch of different areas. And when you're just walking around, you just explore. Like, there's one section of mailboxes. And you can, like, open up the mailboxes and look at the mail and see, like, letters. And, like, there was one thing where it was, like, somebody had left homework in there. And so, like, you're reading homework about how the students in the town where the canyon and the source are at, like, what they know about the alien, uh, the aliens that used to live and used to feed off the source. Like, really, like, there's all this stuff that constantly keeps going on. Like, in one of the spaces kind of offshooting from the factory, there's, like, this huge office, and... In the office, they have this big thing of filing cabinets where, like, filing cabinets, like, leaking stuff out of them or, like, extending forever or just being all locked. Like, this huge, like, weird cube of filing cabinets. And then all around that in the perimeter are these computers. And you can get on the computers with the boop card. Uh, and one thing that's really cool, the boop card, and I'll, you know, get back to this, is with the boop card, when you get into these different computers and these different like modules like when you're inside the store and you're using the boop card it's pretty much all about like training modules as though you're working there and so it'll be like like you'll have to answer questions about like how to like what cone to put out for like a chemical spill <laughs> like really weird stuff um and and actually when you're inside the omega like when you get into the back of the omega mart the Omega Mart has a, its own back area, kind of like a real supermarket would, with like an area to clock in, a locker room, like a lunch break area, the offices for the managers, all that stuff. And so anyways, going back to this big office space, so like you get on those computers and then those computers, you can watch a host of different videos. And like behind that is where the laboratory is at for the research and development for Omega Corp. And you can actually go through using the boop card to see the videos of them testing uh, <laughs> all of the different things. Um, like there's this one, there's this one toothpaste that has like steroids in it. And it just shows like the guy like he starts brushing his teeth. It's like a 13 minute video too. Like this is not like a short video. So it's like a, it's like they're they're watching it from a one way mirror, and he's like brushing his teeth in the room, and just like more and more aggressively brushes his teeth. <laughs> And he's like, he's like foaming at the mouth and he starts like taking things and like breaking them and bending them. as He starts to get like gigantic. Um, the, like, but like all, all the stuff there is like super, like the, the deodorant that they sell is called, uh, what was it called? Whale song. Uh, it's got like a picture of like a breaching whale on the cover of it. Like it's just, it's amazing. Like there's so much, so much stuff is going on in there. Um, and if you go on and I, I'll, I'll point out too, like, you can go on the Meow Wolf website and it'll show you some of the different items that are for sale, like Omega Cola, Whale Song, um, Vegan Goat Pus, uh, which I think is ac it's actually lemonade. Um, they have 5G lip balm, milk with two L's. Uh, they have these these things called Plenty Valley, which are these like cartoonish pieces of produce. 
Carlos Medina's famous blue chili and chili. It's like they created all these products and then filled the supermarket with them. And then also just like other stuff. Um, it's, it's, or I think it's actually Omega Mart's like in Kentucky or something like that, if I remember correctly. Like they created a, a fake, fake place for it. Um, yeah, there's, there's, if you want to just go in there and like go through and like see the story, yeah, it's Kentucky. Kentucky is where they claim to be from. Uh, so take that for what it is. Um, if you want to just go in there and like use the boob card and like check out everything, there's apparently two story paths. Zane and I never even got into the, there's like one hut. I'll tell everybody this. In the canyon, there's a hut. If you go in the hut, there's a computer. If you use the boob card there, apparently it gives you a choice between, it's like, are you, um, do you have allegiance to, to a megacorp? And if you say yes or no, it changes everything else that you see for the rest of the time that you're there. We never even got to that, so we don't know what you see if you select yes or no on that. We just know what you see normally. And even that, like, there was a whole fake TED Talk that I watched <laughs> like when I was in one of the rooms. Okay. Um, like it, I will say that like Meow Wolf, very clearly the general themes of it deal as you would expect, given that it's intended to be a supermarket. Um, the general themes that are being dealt with in the art are things like um, sustainability, commercialism, capitalism, things like that. And I don't think it's overly heavy-handed in how it deals with that. Um, and I think in some ways, because of the way it's set up, like you can just go in and look at stuff and just stare at how crazy it looks and just be amused by it and take pictures and take your selfies and have a good time and easily spend two, two and a half hours in there doing that, like going on the slides, um, walk around taking pictures, like playing with stuff. Cause you can touch everything. You can touch everything. And that's, that's the thing. Like if you want to go through and really like exhaustively search stuff, there's a door that we never found. I found the code for it. I think behind that door is a bar and some more stuff. Oh, um, I got to go here. <laughs> it, like you literally, there's, there was one thing where we're walking around and, uh, we're in it was one of the offices it might have been the one that had the robot uh, receptionist and in that room like I found this thing that was basically like a how to translate the alien and then like later on we found this giant book that was like printed in cloth in the alien language so like you could get that to translate that because it's not in it's nothing that you can translate in Google you know um, and it was all very, it was all like very stylistic too in the alien language, like almost like calligraphy. Um, there's just, there is so much that's going on, like so much that's happening. Plus the fact that it looks really cool, you know, to me after doing it and I, I tweeted this out too, you know, it's so tough to look at, especially now that I've done, um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to even try and put them at the same level. Like, compared to, to Meow Wolf, like, 
honestly, Galaxy's Edge is embarrassing. But, like, it's not even, it's not even on the same planet. And if you're like, I want to see immersive themed things that are really interesting, and you know, you don't even necessarily have to say like, I want to also have a message and be meaningful and say something interesting. You just be like, I want it to look cool. Um, it does that better. But like th- all the interactivity, all the ability to like do stuff with it and to explore at your own pace. The the only downside to the whole thing is that because a lot of it in terms of the story portion is is built around those computers that are everywhere and because like a lot of people are trying to use them, you know, you can have lines. That's why we never went into the hut because there's like three groups outside of it waiting to get in. Um, so obviously the earlier you get there, the better off you are in terms of doing it. But it's really like you might as well go more than once. And that's where I get back to the boot card. I, I didn't finish my thought on this. The boot card, you can bring it back because it saves everything that you did. And not only does it save everything you did, you can use the key, the QR code reader on the back to access it all of it at your home. Oh, that's so, cool. So everything that you saw, like all the training videos, all like the weird things, whether it be... Um, you know, seeing the security footage, seeing the, the videos from the product testing, the fake, uh, the fake uh, uh, TED Talk thing that they do, all of that, you can access again when you're at home to kind of help you along with, you know, learning sort of the overarching story. Because there's a definite story. It's definitely pretty concrete. It definitely has, like, you know, characters. um and it's they they keep pretty well to it the whole time, um, you know. They'll be when you're sitting there watching the video in the store. They're like, "That's our founder," and they're like, "Oh, that's great." They're like, "What is he up to?" It's like he disappeared, <laughs> and they don't tell you why he disappeared or how. Though you find out later through the security footage, um, and you find out all sorts of other things about the other people in the family and about the source. And about what they're trying to do and what their plans are, and all sorts of all sorts of things happen. Like you learn what happened in the town, uh, the fact, the factory, and like all these different things happen. And so it's it's really interesting to see all those immersive thematic storyish elements that everybody always talks about really wanting done incredibly well in such a manner that's really kind of. Uh, it's very easy to access because once you have the card, you're good. You know, you just have to like go to anything and touch it. You know, you don't have to go on an app and do X, Y, and Z. Like you can do that if you want to, but primarily you can do stuff just touching the card, you know, when you're there. Um, The opportunity to kind of take home something in effect with the card, uh, the merchandise, just everything about it is just, Top shelf, amazing. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, met all of my expectations. And and the biggest thing that I can say, the, the biggest positive I can say to you is, I do a lot of stuff. I go to a lot of parks. I travel a lot. I've seen many things. Um, there were multiple times where we walked around and I would turn a corner and go, Wow. Or I'd see something and I'd be like, I've never seen that before. 
I have no idea how they just did that effect. And, like, I would study it until I figured it out. But there are things that I've never seen previously. And maybe maybe I'm just sheltered. But I imagine that I've done enough stuff to, like, justify having a take. And, like, I there was some stuff where I was just like, wow. I have no idea how they just did that. That was damn impressive. That's really good. <laughs> and And that happened frequently enough. That even if there was nothing else involved with it, the fact that I could see stuff that I've never seen before uh, really impressed the hell out of me. So, as far as Vegas stuff goes, like honestly, that was like the biggest thing that you know we did in Vegas. I mean, we I, I was staying over on Fremont Street. Uh, I picked one of the two places that doesn't have a resort fee at this point, which <laughs> is the Hotel Apache attached to Binion's Horseshoe. Uh, it's a old room. The hotel dates from like 1932. I could hear a whole lot of Fremont Street. Um, <laughs> but the fact is, I hate the I hate the strip. We've talked about it before on the podcast. I hate what it's become. And Fremont Street was absolutely slammed every night. People love Fremont Street, and the new the new hotel casino over there, which is Circa, is I think to me that's like the game changer. I think that and Resorts World. Circa is perfect. And what they did to, to Fitzgerald's, which is now the D, same thing. Fantastic. I, I can't say enough good things about both facilities. Uh, Golden Nugget, I finally got to see the Golden Nugget. That was cool. Um, went through and visited all, all those downtown ones. Golden Gate, Californian. Main Street Station's not open right now, so we could not go to the urinals that have the Berlin Wall as the backdrop. Um, but we did we did visit the Californian which is really empty the Californian for those who don't know Boyd Gaming who owns that and many other casinos now the Californian for whatever reason they they just decided to be like let's market this to Hawaiians so 90% of its visitation comes from Hawaii that's wild which is really strange but it's everybody that works there is Hawaiian uh, and the food is Hawaiian. Like, it's extremely Hawaiian. And um, so, obviously, Hawaiians can't really travel right now. Uh, at least not easily because of the pandemic. So, it's it's on the empty side. And they have Main Street Station, its sister, closed. Um, but Boyd's Fremont is open. I did go there and made sure to get food and such. And uh, um Vegas stuff other than that that's relevant or at least that I think is cool. I mean, we did we did do Manhattan Express. We did ride that. Okay. I had to ride it with new trains. <laughs> how is the new how are the new trains? Look, it's it's not as bad as it used to be. Okay. Okay. Well that's a start. Um but the thing is is that the track is is still bad. It's still bad track. And so it it has a lot of shake and vibration. And like Maybe if I was smaller, I would be happier with it. But, like, I'm good size enough to where I feel like I'm just, like, having flesh repel off of all the fiberglass and aluminum. It's just not the most comfortable thing in the world. Um, I didn't hate it as much as Zane did, but I didn't really love it. And I don't really need to ride it again. Just too bad, because I actually like the layout a little bit. It's got some airtime. I like the, the hanging Immelman dive loop thing. But overall, like, it's just not. I've, I've said at least three times I'm never writing that again. 
and I've had to write it again. <laughs> and I'm really hoping this is the last time. Uh, that that experience in which we waited probably 40 minutes to buy a ticket and then subsequently waited about an hour and 15 minutes to actually get on the ride, even though they were running two trains because they would not load a train of people until the other train had already come back to the station and everyone had departed and left the station, um, thereby canceling any real effectiveness of having yeah. two trains. It, it was it was the worst. Like I think I think it took about an hour and fifteen minutes for seven trains of people to go out, and that's oh. how long it took for us to get on that. Um, that experience alone, along with the fact that I had staples in my head, basically had us just be like, "Screw this!" Like. I don't want to go on rides anymore. And we just, we ended up walking up the strip and I went, we visited um, Bellagio, we visited um, Caesar's Palace, which the old IMAX area is completely closed off. I think it's like a Nike store entrance now or something. Oh, weird. Um, it's, it, Caesar's Palace Mall in general, like, yeah, there's, there's all the really expensive shops there, but then like, you know, it's weird not seeing the giant FAO Schwartz, you know? It's been it's, weird. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's not the same. And actually, the the the, uh, the the show that's back there, the Fall of Atlantis show, has been turned off for who knows how long. Really? Um, yeah, it's it says temporarily closed. It even says that on Google Maps. But is that true? I don't really know. My guess is it probably, uh, like, it probably isn't true and it probably will never come back. Um, I've heard already that they have admitted that they're never going to have like the Bacchanalio buffet ever open again, or actually any of their buffets because the buffets lose money on their own. Huh. Mind you, the idea is to bring people in to gamble. Yeah. Um, which everybody on Fremont street seems to have figured out because you can still get 99 cent, uh, shrimp cocktail over there and like eight ninety nine prime rib. But no, not not those folks. Every different component of these companies has to make money now, and they're screwing themselves. Um, Gardens and Bellagio looked okay. Um, it's actually I, I can't remember. If, it might be the first time I've been in that since they they allowed kids in, because um, they used to not even have that. Uh, I saw the new. Basically, there's a, this park area that is between the Park MGM and T-Mobile Arena in New York, New York, which is kind of nice. Uh, park MGM is incredibly generic. It looks like a Spring Hill Suites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Aria looks okay. Uh, I don't. I think the Aria and the Vidara and the Cosmo all look cool. They're fine, but I don't. Nothing about them excites me. Um, the tram was closed because, of course, it would be. Uh, Bellagio's fine-ish, I guess. I mean, the, that's pretty much what we saw. We also saw there's there's some mall that's over there, um, which I can't remember the name of now. But basically, there's there's a new mall that exists over in that area, and it's fine. <laughs> it's. it's- it's, it's yeah. I mean, fine. it feels like the shops at Crystal. 
The shops at Christmas, yeah. which is a very generic shopping mall also. Like, it's tough because Zayn and I have, you know, we were in Abu Dhabi in Dubai. Like, we know what a huge, crazy mall looks like. That's not a huge, crazy mall. It looks very plain. Um, so from the sound of it, Alan, is that if you want kind of like Vegas up till maybe the early 2000s, you can go to Fremont. But if you're into the rave culture spending a lot of money because you're from an out of country, you know, you're out of the country and you're here in America for a little while or whatever you stay on the strip then. Cause that's kind of kind what of, I'm picking up. Kind like, of. And like, and like the rave thing is even like a question mark because so many of those things have been canceled because that yeah. also costs money. So like now they're just, Oh they God. Just so now it's just shit. pools. Now, I mean, they're going to get rid of the yeah. pools then because the pools yeah, will have to make money. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Oh God! Yeah, you see, you see how this is becoming incredibly reductive over time. Mm-hmm. Well, though, the, I mean, obviously the pool is paid for with your resort fee of fifty dollars that goes with your hotel cost of fifty dollars. God, um, fifty bucks for a resort. Yeah, fee. I. Just, it's sad, but I think I think Resorts World is gonna, I think it's gonna light a fire under some people. And there's been talk of other places being sold, you know, with Sheldon Adelson being dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether or not his his parent company for the Venetian will stay independent, especially with there not being conventions for a while at minimum. Um, I imagine you know having that huge Sands Expo Center, probably a great idea at the time, but less exciting now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff I think that that will change soon, and I hope it'll improve things. But yeah, downtown is where it's at. I mean that's where that's where the energy's at. Um, that's where the deals are. The gambling's better. Um, plus, you have the gigantic screen. Like you can't you can't hate on the screen. You know the, the Fremont Street cover looks fantastic. It's like super high definition. It just looks crazy as hell. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And the, the Slotzilla uh, zip line thing that's there. Last thing I will reference on the podcast in relation to Las Vegas is I finally got a chance to eat at Lotus of Siam. Okay, yes. And, and I am so happy I did. Uh, for those who are unaware, because there were a lot of people, I don't know if you saw, but like when I tweeted my picture of there, like there were like four people that were like, oh man, you're a Lotus. I was like, yeah, buddy, you know it. <laughs> um, it's in. This big, gigantic strip mall on Sahara. Uh, nothing about the strip mall looks particularly fabulous or fantastic. But everybody knows about Lotus of Siam. Um, it's generally considered to be one of, if not the best Thai restaurants in the world in a strip mall in Las Vegas. And it's been that way forever. Um I remember, yeah, that, like, I, I remember hearing from the No Reservations was there, right? Yeah. Anthony yeah. Bourdain? Yeah. I mean, like, everybody's picture is on the wall. Um, including, we, we, we got a chuckle out of Pete Rose's picture being there, because, of course, he signs his name with the number of hits he had. <laughs> Even now. Uh, yeah, oh, but, God. like, really, oh. really crazy, <laughs> not crazy, but, like, really interesting, different food you know, the kind of stuff that you just are not going to get anywhere else. I got Tum Kanun, which is pounded and shredded young jackfruit uh, with ground pork, tomatoes, Thai spices, and seasoning. 
and it was it was fantastic. And we also had uh, satay, so we had mm-hmm. some chicken satay. And in addition to that, they had these stuffed chicken wings. What? So they took they took chicken wings, <laughs> yes, and stuffed chicken wings with ground pork. Holy oh shit! And and then deep fried them <laughs> and served them with with a sweet and sour sauce. And they were they were something else. Let me tell you, that they were incredible. good. Uh, so highest rec- and honestly, you know, right now because of the, the pandemic, obviously things are will change over time, but. You could almost, I made a reservation, you know, a couple weeks out. Um, we started to see a line develop outside. So luckily I had that reservation in hand. Um, but they were actually, you know, it used to be reservation for like 30 days in advance minimum. Uh, you can get in a lot easier now. And price-wise, totally reasonable. You can get, you know, an appetizer and, uh, you know, one of the one of the entrees, you know, for yourself, if it's just you, you're gonna be out of there for thirty bucks, no problem. And considering that it's, you know, one of the best restaurants of its kind anywhere in the world, much less America, really highly recommend it. You know, you're you're gonna to have to take an Uber there or drive, but it's worth it, I assure you. Mm-hmm. So Saturday morning, uh, we woke up and we hit the road. And we drove north for about six hours. Um, we left, I want to say, around like nine o'clock or so in the morning because we wanted to make sure that we had some time to, you know, stop on the way. Um, some of the stuff that, that we ended up visiting between Las Vegas and Fallon, which is our, our end location. Uh, we ended up stopping in the town of Goldfield. I'll say let me let me just put this out there real quick. When you go to to any of these places, like once you get about an hour outside of Las Vegas, it gets real weird real fast. <laughs> and it goes from like, you know, like, oh, okay, like you see Mount Charleston and it's big and you're like, wow, that's impressive. And you know, there's some of these little towns, like really little, like basically villages. And then the first real town you get to is 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 Beatty. And Beatty doesn't have much. It's got like a, a small museum. Uh, it's got some pseudo abandoned buildings. And you, you pass through pretty quickly. Goldfield is like an actual town with a couple hundred people in it. Mm-hmm. There's a general store. We went in. Uh, there wasn't really much for us of interest there, but it was like we ended up like spending like 15 minutes talking to the proprietor and one of the people on city council who just happened to be in there hanging out for the day because that's why, what you do in Goldfield. Why not? <laughs> uh, there's the Hotel Goldfield, which is currently being renovated and dates back from like the early 20th century and looks completely wild. Everything there. I mean, just if you go on Google Maps, just like go to the town of Beatty, go on to US 95 and just throw your guy down. Right over by the Goldfield Hotel, and you'll just be like, "Wow, that is a different planet." Like to go from Las Vegas to that, it's like you're in, you're not even in the same country anymore, and yet you never even left the state. Um, outside of Goldfield, you end up heading north, continue on 95, which there's not much on. You'll drive past the occasional abandoned thing. There's some sort of like car Stonehenge thing that we managed to miss 
I assume it must be far enough off the freeway that when you can see for like 10 miles in every direction, it mm -hmm. wasn't plainly obvious to us. A lot of military stuff. Um, there is the town of Tonopah, which is kind of, I guess that's what they consider central Nevada. Luckily, we made sure to get food there because the next restaurant wasn't for another hour and a half. Um, and it, was, it was just Burger King, and we were still happy. That is home to the world-famous Clown Motel, which if you want to see pictures of something that is completely and utterly horrifying from the exterior that you want nothing to do with in your life, <laughs> I recommend the world-famous Clown Motel. It is, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, like, the bagger stayed there. It is terrifying. Yeah, I want nothing to do with it. Um, and that's why we booked for the Best Western further oh, up in Fallon. Even worse inside. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing that happened to our country and our people and our civilization. And it probably, probably someone should have done something to stop it. And it's really regrettable they didn't. Um Anyways, we continue further north. Again, there's a lot of nothing. You eventually end up passing by. There's this huge area, and I think it's in Hawthorne, where they do, they basically have all these military bunkers set up holding ordnance. And there's like hundreds of them everywhere. Um, just freaking crazy looking. And. Again, it's another thing where if you look at it from space, you're like, what on earth is that? And you know, basically everyone that lives in town in Hawthorne works there. They had a very nice looking supermarket. So credit to the people of Hawthorne <laughs> and a McDonald's, which is saying a lot for that part of the world. Um, then we got to Fallon. And Fallon is a reasonable size, I'd say, town. Like, I wouldn't call it big but I wouldn't call it embarrassingly small either. You know, like probably 10,000 people live there, I would guess. Maybe a little more than that. There's a Best Western. Oh, there's Walker Lake. We, we took some pictures there. Walker Lake's really nice. At least it looks that way. Um, but anyways, there's, there's not much going on necessarily there, but it, it's kind of cool to go check it out and, you know, see this like weird small townish. Nevada. Our hotel, the Best Western, I think because I put in my loyalty number, which I use like once a year, they gave me an upgrade to a two-bedroom suite. Okay. I'll take it. Which was nice. Yeah. I didn't need it, but whatever. Um, after we kind of got acquainted in our rooms, then I was like, all right, let's go, let's go take a walk over to the casino. There was the very small Bonanza Casino, which was next door to the Depot Diner and Casino. <laughs> The Bonanza Casino is, among casino visits that I've made, one of the strangest. Um, and, you know, I've, I've casino gambled in what Montana considers a casino, which is literally like 50 slot machines in a strip mall. This is bigger than that. It still didn't have table games. It was all slots and video poker. But the payback rates were really good. And, it, like, going in there on a Saturday night, it was like you were part of the family. <laughs> like you, if you play $20 in slots, like they would give you uh, raffle tickets as long as you were there and you could like win a raffle and get like credit or like a gift certificate to their steakhouse. 
just like and like everybody knew each other like everyone's like oh how you doing betsy like gives a hug you know and it was it was kind of weird like obviously it's what you do in fallon because the other the alternatives just are worse um we left there we went next door to the depot diner and that's actually where we ended up having dinner they had a prime rib special so i had like a 12 ounce prime rib with potatoes and vegetable for like 17 dollars you know incredibly reasonable prices their casino was not nearly as uh kind to us but again like you look at pictures of it online and you're like i can't believe this is a real place that exists on earth <laughs> and that you can go there uh, but we did and i have photographic proof and evidence of this in fact so uh fallon was fallon uh, went to bed. Next morning, I was woken up at 7 a.m. with the sound of water, uh, which was rushing through the light fixture in my bathroom. <laughs> the plumbing in the bathroom above me apparently had come completely loose, and so the guy's shower water was just pouring through the ceiling onto my floor in my bathroom. <laughs> so I had them come out, and you know, they're, they're like, well, you know, if you need to take a shower, uh, we can try and clean this up. I was like, there's no need to take a shower. There's a demand to take a shower. <laughs> I will take a shower. Either you will get me another room with a shower, or this will be clean. And I feel bad about being rude about that. I only got like $20 refund for this, by the way. Um, I didn't even get like a full refund for the night. I guess they were like, well, it was at the end of the stay. I mean, if you just <laughs> taking a shower before the other guy, you would have been fine. <laughs> but, like, the, really light was shorting, the light was shorting out after the water had passed through it, and it was kind of like a strobe effect while I was trying to shower in there and real dim. It, it was just a mess. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend the Best Western Fallon, Nevada, for that reason. Zane's, <laughs> Zane's room seemed to be much better off, though he had no control over hot water, he stated. Um, so from there... I actually got the chance, I got the keys to our rental Mustang, and we ended up driving up uh, to Virginia City first. Virginia City is a former ghost town, which is now like a tourist. I don't want to call it a tourist trap, because that's that's like a really negative connotation. Um, but it's a very tourist-oriented town, and it's freaking amazing. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about Virginia City. Virginia City is super cool. It has like, like, it, it's very real old west. Like, it very much feels, aside from like the fact that they're selling, you know, dumb tourist bullshit. It feels very turn of the twentieth century, late nineteenth century, just crazy. Like, fights could break out any minute. Lots of really cool old bars that date back a, a bajillion of years. Uh, there's actually the Virginia City Outlaws Theater where they do gunfights, though they're not doing them until Memorial Day. Uh, there's a trolley, there's train rides, there's lots of mine tours. In fact, one of the bars actually has its own mine physically attached to it. <laughs> so, you, so you can go in the back and go in the mine. Okay. I noticed the existence of something called Shof's Ghost Town, uh, which was towards the end of it. It doesn't appear on Google Maps. Uh, it barely appears on Google, period. Like, I had to find the address for it and then search it online to find the Facebook to even tell you what the name of it was. Because I, I don't even know if I got a picture of the exterior. 
it is for four dollars. It's a walkthrough attraction, like a, a haunted walkthrough. Uh, there's no scare actors inside of it. It's just like animatronics and you know various show scenes. Just opened last year. I think they built it themselves. Super cool. Highly hmm. recommend it. Nobody, nobody has ever heard of it. Nobody knows it exists. I'm telling you right now, Shoals Ghost Town. Just, it's adorable. It took the place of like an old shooting gallery thing, and it, it's super cool. Uh, look it up on Facebook and see pictures of it. Like Zane and I were like, I can't believe we just found this. How did how did we just randomly stumble across this? Like this is nobody knows this even is here, um, and it's super awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, just the town in general is super cool, but we had a lot of different stuff in the schedule for the day, so didn't get to spend all the time we wanted to in Virginia City. It's probably worth an entire day onto itself. Uh, we went next to Carson City. Carson City was okay. It's the capital of Nevada. Mm-hmm. It's definitely that. Um, <laughs> I saw the Capitol building. It looks very generic, that town. The best part about it is the exterior of the Casino Nugget, which we did not go in. Everything else about that town is incredibly boring and not worth referencing or seriously discussing. Uh, the restaurant that we went to had good food, but the manager was a dick uh, to his employees, and Zane called him out on Twitter, and the owner responded. <laughs> so don't be an asshole to your customers if we're going to be around. Because number one, we'll tip them in cash, so there's no argument about how to split tips. Secondly, we'll call you out on the internet, because that's who we are. Um, however, I will say that According to the, I did review all of the slot payout information that's available on the state of Nevada's uh, gaming website, and Sparks, Reno, and Carson City, to my recollection, were like the best in terms of payback if you're playing slot machines. So probably the the Nuggets actually probably a pretty good place to go, and it just it looks crazy. Like it has a very wild front to it, given its location, and it's like kitty corner to the Nevada State Museum, which, if it had been open, maybe we would have gone. But it wasn't, so we didn't. Um, we did, however, end up deciding, okay, we've got extra time, let's go drive up and go see uh, Lake Tahoe, which I've always wanted to go see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's always been like, oh, like how good can Lake Tahoe be? It's in America. You know, and uh, it, it turns out it's really good. The answer. <laughs> Lake Ta- you're like, you know why people go to Lake Tahoe? Because it, it's really good. Like, it's really, really, really good. It's really pretty. Like, absurdly pretty. It, like, we were at the top portion of uh, Mount Rose where you drive up on 431. You get to about 9,700 feet above sea level there. You know, which you're coming up from, like, 2000 or something like you're you're pretty you're not very high up in Carson City necessarily so it's a pretty significant incline and you know going down from there and checking out um you know basically the the little state park that they have there with Sand Harbor Beach um and going to the visitor center and just just driving around 
was gnarly. Um, it's it's so nice. It's really nice. It looks so beautiful. The water is so clear. Um, it just it, it like what I was hoping Lake Tahoe would be. It turned out it was, which very rarely happens. And the combination of seeing that that deep blue water, all the pine trees, snow around you, especially at somewhere like Mount Rose where it's still present or off in the distance and the size of that lake because it's the largest alpine lake in in North America. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, Really, really gorgeous. And I'm so glad that we got a chance to drive up and, and see that. And we never ended up crossing over into California. We just kind of drove along the the road, and then we ended up back in Carson City, of course, because that's how you get back to the freeway. And then we went up to Reno. Um, again, never been to Reno. Uh, we opted to stay over at the Row, which is right in the center of downtown. Uh, we had initially been considering staying at the Pepper Mill, which would have put us pretty far south so i'm glad that we went with what we did uh and staying at circus circus um because i think it it just it worked out better it put us in a better location uh the row is a trilogy of hotel casinos you've got the silver legacy you have the um the circus circus and the el dorado and they're lined up one two three at the end of that then uh, you end up having the opportunity to continue walking a little bit. Uh, and that takes you to, there's basically like a riverfront area in Reno, which I did not know was there. Um, I didn't really know that th- that Reno was a real city, to be honest. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of like... It, it's a joke city. Yeah, it, like, it, it's like Albuquerque, you know? Yeah, after, which also I'm going to soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it's it's this place where like, you know, what are its major attractions? Well, it has the National Bowling Stadium, um, which we never. I'm sure it's there. It's it's fine. It has you know minor league baseball team. It has a downtown. It has buildings. the The area around the tr- the Truckee River, which is what's there, Wingfield Park is super nice. Um. There's some abandoned stuff there, you know, the, there's the Whitney Peak Hotel, which has the world's largest um, rock wall on the side of it. It's like 240 feet in the air. Damn. The rock wall. Uh, there is the now abandoned Harrah's, which they closed down a couple of years ago. Um, but the casinos themselves, the, the Circus Circus has the circus shows just like the Las Vegas one. I think it's actually significantly nicer than the Las Vegas one, though that's, you know, faint praise. Mm-hmm. Um, still has still has the area for the circus performances, though I don't think they were actually doing any right now because of COVID. Um, Silver Legacy has this really cool, like, Eiffel Tower sort of thing. If you look at it from space, there's this... There's basically a giant ball on top of the casino area where that's at, and, you know, that's kind of cool to see. El Dorado is just there it's like i'm made of gold um we played some some games there as well i did okay the best was at the end of the night uh just before we went up to the room because i had to work remote from the hotel room before i flew home uh 
we're like, we, let's get some free drinks, you know? Because you, if you play slot machines or video poker, you're going to get free drinks. And Zane had been trying to play max bet the whole trip. So he's been playing like smaller <laughs> 50 cent pulls on penny machines and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, like, sure. You know, he's, he's down on a ton of money at this point. And I'm like, bro, there's the bar. That has a person at it that's, that's got drinks. It's got a drink lady. If we sit here and we just play 10 cent bets, we'll just play like $10 forever and then get drinks. That's exactly what happened. In my case, I lost my $10, but I played for an hour on 10 bucks. Zane, meanwhile, who had been on the losing streak ever since their first night, he's like, he's putting in 10 cent bets and winning like 50 bucks. <laughs> he won like $150 sitting down there for the hour. And then the drink lady came and we got, you know, $1 rum and Cokes. So, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, for like $16, I got six rum and Cokes. <laughs> Pretty reasonable price and entertainment for an hour. Whereas Zane got like a, a freaking profit out of it. Um, but then the next day, you know, on the way out, it was much sadder because there was like a group of people there for like youth sports. They took off. And then after they took off, uh, the place was empty. Like, they actually, almost all the restaurants were closed. I had to order breakfast on DoorDash to get food for breakfast because there was nowhere to get it at the Circus Circus. Oh, jeez. Not even a coffee shop. They closed down all the table games in the hotel for the rest of the week. They wouldn't reopen again until Friday. So it kind of, like, there's a weird, desperate feel to it. But, like, when it's when it's all functioning, it's fine. And, like... The arcade area where the kids were all at was super packed. Like, that was always busy. Um, but, you know, it, it, it had a, a little bit of a weird feel to it, but I still liked it. I kind of I prefer to Vegas because, A, it pays out better. B, it's kind of like a real place in that you can go, like, to a city park. Um, and... It just it felt okay. Like I was fine with Reno, and it's really close to Lake Tahoe, which is the best. So, would go back to Reno again, hoping to do so at some point in the future. But the biggest thing for me is like I'm excited to go back to Vegas at some stage and do more Meow Wolf, um, and and spend more time in Omega Mart and and not crack my head open on the floor of a Chick Fil A. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any questions that any of you guys have about any of that. Yeah, I want I want to go to. Um... Uh, what was it's area seventeen, right? Area fifteen. Area fifteen. Yeah, I want to go to area fifteen. Um, because also they have a Wink World there, which is one of the old Blue Man Group guys who did kind of like his own installation art exhibit thing. So I want to check that one out too. In addition to Omega Mart, I forgot to mention where we ate. Oh, where did you we, eat? We ate at the Beast by Todd English. Oh, which was badass. Uh, really good. Um, I had, I think he, Zane had like this Korean deep fried hot dog, like corn dog, I should say. I opted for, they had like a lobster roll, which was really good. Um, it's, you can see it's like a whole one point, one a quarter a pound grilled truffle lobster roll with fries. Uh, okay. That's what I ended up eating. Very cool. Very imaginative space that it's in. Um, highly recommend it. Again, for Las Vegas, for the for the quality of food you're getting, very reasonably priced. It's it was kind of it's a really interesting concept. It's kind of like this open kitchen thing where like food comes out when it comes out. 
So like mm-hmm. mine took longer. So it just took longer for us to get food for me to get food. Whereas Zane got his stuff earlier because he just got a corn dog basically. Um, but the decoration stuff in there is, is bonkers. Like everything in area 15, uh, a lot of really cool like sculptures and things outside as well. If you want to check out all those things, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, area 15 is somewhere I want to spend more time. Nice. Yeah. I want to get going back. I want to go to Vegas again soon once I'm fully vaccinated and, all that stuff because uh, Cirque is opening their shows in Vegas over the summer in June and July. Uh, I want to see Area 15 and do all that stuff. I, I'm 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 itching to go back, but like Vegas, you only want to be there for like two or three days, no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you're there more than that, the evil kicks in. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like no matter how long you try to shower, it will not come off of you. <laughs> it's just something, something about something about Las Vegas, like. The way I would put it, like, I said this to Zane, I said, Vegas's, like, homeless population is way more aggressive than what I'm used to in Detroit. You know, like, or in Lansing or something. Like, like there's like there's an edge to it that is tough to describe. Did you um, know that there's a bunch of tunnels, flood tunnels, underneath the, the, uh, the city? And... Some of them just live underneath there because it floods, you know, very rarely. When it does, their whole, like, livelihood is lost, but it's worth their risk. And the police don't, they just, they just look the other way about it. There's, I think I saw a documentary or something somewhere on it. It's, it's crazy. No, I believe it. I believe it. it's bonkers. I, I would say, like, I, I, I did this out, too. I really wanted to go to the Pinball Hall of Fame, but I just got... Like between, oh, it like, just reopened too with the new one. I know, I know. It was it was on the list of stuff to do, and it's like you know what? Like, I still have like stuff in my head, and like I had to like take care of some classwork for the business degree I'm working on, and all this other stuff. I'm just like, I can't, I can't make it. Like, especially after we did our big walk. Like, me and Zane walked probably eight miles. Basically, is what ended up being from going from New York, New York, all the way to Caesars and back. And doing and check out all the different stuff. So after that, like I was done. I was so tired. I, I got back to the hotel and I went to bed. Like and that was like six o'clock in the evening. And then did work and then I was asleep again at like nine. So I mean, ideally I would have gone. I I went to the old location, um, but it just didn't happen. So that's another reason to go back. Like that, go to Stratosphere, go to Circus Circus in Vegas itself. Um just all those little things that, like, I would have liked to have done. I would like to see. I, I didn't go to Paris this time, or Bally's, or we did go to MGM Grand. We did stop in there so I could see what godforsaken things they've done to the Emerald City um, <laughs> and replacing it with that bar. But and how sad it looks. Actually, MGM Grand looked really sad. The number of just closed hmm. off tables and stuff in there just. I remember going to MGM Grand a long, long time ago, and they had some awesome restaurants that just – they literally boarded them up, and they just pretended they weren't there. It was so insane. It, yeah. It was, it was crazy. It's, it's – that, that, I think that's the thing. Like the strip feels dead, and then you go to Circa, and it's packed with people. There's like – there's women dan- – they have like uh, women dancing like in the table game area, like on on – risers mm-hmm. like all the like it's there's all this kinetic stuff going on 
And then you go back and you're like looking at the strip and you're like, what the hell? What's wrong with the strip? Like, it's so sad and sullen. And in some places, like, actually, the California was really weird because it was so quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was off the strip, but you know, that was the most quiet I've ever been to a casino in my life. It was dead silent in some areas, hmm. which is really weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. And now, now that I did that trip, I actually fly out to go see my dad in Phoenix next week. And as part of that, I'm going to be taking a quick weekend trip up to Albuquerque and Santa Fe to go to Meow Wolf, the original location, the House of Eternal Return, and nice. some amusement. Yeah, I was nice. going to ask if you had had ever been to that one. I have not. I, I've done. I did Other World, obviously in Columbus, which is similar. And there's a lot of these things that are going up now. Um, you know, I'm sure as Alex has seen on like the recent Carpetbagger videos where he did, uh, there was unicorn vomit in Dallas. <laughs> uh, what's the one that he just did in Houston? Well, um, a legend just went there. Oh, Seismic. Yeah, yeah. He went there too? Okay, I got to yeah. see that video also. I mean, I'm not I'm trying not to watch too much of it because I, I do want to try and keep some some of the mystery there for me for when I go. I, I need to get to one because you explain it and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Then I watch videos. I, I don't know. I I'm not too impressed, but I feel like is it's something you really just gotta go experience, right? Yeah. I mean yeah. that's that's the thing. Like it's one thing to see a video of somebody. It's it's like anything. Like it's one thing I mean, to uh, if you look at the videos of uh, City Museum, like it looks crazy, but when you're there, you're like, "Whoa, this is this is just this is insanity." <laughs> yeah, like how is this existing in this world? Like yes. it should not be allowed. It's it's that kind of feeling. Yeah, okay. and it's like, and it's actually Pat. Like, do you know do you know Cat Soderquist, Alex? Right. I, I know of her because I see her on our I see her on Coaster Count all the time. Okay. That's about uh, about I know I know yeah, she's, she has uh, like she has like the second most credits of any female. Of yeah, her. it's really high. Um, she always had the comparison of like, you know, with certain things like, it's the difference between watching people have sex and having sex. <laughs> like there's a huge <laughs> difference between those two things, right? And that that's the difference of like watching a video of being like, oh. There I am at Meow Wolf and like then actually going or like watching somebody's video of House on the Rock and then actually going to House on the Rock and being like, ah, that is a 250 foot long whale monster. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's 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 a big difference between those two things. So, yeah, if if you haven't done one, I definitely recommend it. I mean, and I'm sure there's 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 definitely going to be like a quality thing between different ones. The one that I did in Tokyo was just okay. I wasn't nearly as hot about it as I was the Meow Wolf, probably because it was more built around uh, projection effects. Um, and of course, now you're going to ask me what it was, and I ha- can't remember the name. Um, you need see, one in the Northeast, though. Like, we don't have any. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. The only thing I can think of as to why there isn't one in, like, Philadelphia. Team Lab Borderless. That's what I was thinking of. Um, I think this would be something perfect for, like, Boston, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of places that could use something like this. Uh, and I, honestly, I think it's going to expand anyways because so much stuff went out of business during COVID that's yeah. retail-based. You have all these big box stores that, like, 
if you want to move in and pay money to rent out space to build your immersive attraction, like that's what Otherworld's at. It's in a strip mall. It's like an old, you know, not JC Penney's, but like, you know, like an old Kohl's or something like that, you know, or or Lowe's or something that's been abandoned for 10 years and then they go in and put stuff in. The big, um, like, uh, 17 screen movie theater around the corner for me is closed. Yeah, like, that's a perfect <laughs> place because, like, what else are you going to use that space for? Like, nobody's going to put a retail thing in it. So, like, I think experience stuff, you know, even here in Lansing, we have a place where I can go indoors at the mall and it's got, you know, go karts and axe throwing and arcade ticket redemption and mini golf. And, you know, they keep expanding it with new and, and more stuff. And that's that's just going to be everywhere. And and this is kind of along with that. Like, it's just a new version of that sort of thing. And it's it's I don't want to say it's modular, but because it goes into places like old retail. I mean, the original the original Meow Wolf is in an old uh, bowling alley, right? Yeah. So clearly that kind of that repurposing of these buildings, because there's nothing else you can do with them. And they're. They're too big and expensive to actually just tear down, and you can't. What are you going to replace them with? Like, freaking residential. So, there's a lot of Toys R Uses around here that still could use a home for something. Like, there's so much stuff. Yeah, like there's one of them down the street for me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of those. I mean, because there's so many different big box stores that have closed over the last twenty years. That, I mean, if you're going twenty years, it's probably a Probably not a good idea to go into that. But yeah, there's so much empty stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Philly doesn't have anything like that, especially with all the murals and everything. That like, yeah. it's like a it's an art town. It's it's kind of kind of uh, surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with New York City. I mean, I know New York has like they have these you know pop up museums that come and go. You know, usually it involves like a, there was a whole story about it. I think it like Rolling Stone or New York Times about like every single one of them has like a ball pit. <laughs> you know, um, and so I know that those places exist and, and they happen, but to have like a really permanent, you know, crazy thing. I mean, you would think that like even, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like somewhere in Long Island or Yonkers or New Rochelle or, you know, maybe if it's not Boston itself, but maybe happen in like, you New know, Brunswick. Just, yeah, yeah, or Gloucester or something like that. Um, Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia has a ton of stuff around it. Like, you could put it in... Uh, what's the town that Sesame, like, Sesame Place is in? Uh, uh, Langhorn. Langhorn. Yeah, like, like there. That's that's a good place. It's, I'm it's good pretty as sure any. you could put it, like, right across from Langhorn. I'm pretty sure there's that shopping center. I don't think it's completely full. I have no idea. But I, regardless, just, yeah, there's so it, many places, and it's, it's surprising that, you know, Washington, D.C., that they're... There's a Mawa plan for there, right? Yeah, there I haven't is. heard anything the, about it though. I have, I have no idea when it's supposed to open. Yeah, I know the Denver one. I, I think probably they're going to wait to get Denver done first. Okay, and we'll see what happens because I know. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Super Blue, I think, opened in Miami, which is another similarish one. So it, it's happening, but it's. Um, I don't want to say it's slow to occur. It's just, it's a process, right? Because you have to have enough artists that, that make this kind of art that have the ideas. You have to have funding. But I sure. think it's, I think companies like Meow Wolf are going to keep expanding. And I think that, you know, we'll probably live in a world where there's Meow Wolves 
in 15 or 20 places mm-hmm. at least if not more like you know every every major market is going to have something like this and and you're seeing places that like, there's there's immersive art exhibits in like Tulsa Oklahoma now so it seems like like some combination of real estate and access to artists is your is your first thing that's why like Santa Fe obviously makes sense but it'll be elsewhere it'll be in Phoenix now Denver obviously um Seattle I expect it you know all across the west coast you'll see stuff like this it, it's fantastic I love it whatever yeah. it's great Omega Mart that sounds like something that I could I feel like if that was had something in Philly I would be there like once a month mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it would be amazing amazing like I would be there once a month. Like I would be flying in because it would be a lot easier for me to go to the Vegas yeah. <laughs> or or Albuquerque for that matter. Like getting out to Santa Fe is a pain in the ass, man. Like that's why I've never been before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. Good episode, everyone. Uh, Alan, where? I, well, first of all, Sean, no one, no one wants to follow you. No, and no. you don't want anyone to follow you. So correct. It's, it's, this is. <laughs> We're not being mean. It's just his general disposition on the situation. Accurate. Uh, Alan, where can people find you online at? Gods on Safari on Twitter. Fantastic. Uh, Alex, where can people find you at? <clears throat> the Coaster Spot on YouTube and Instagram. Coaster Spotting on Twitter. Cool. Any uh, new videos coming up? Uh, yeah, always. Lots of off-road footage for going to American Dream. Finally putting that out. That's what I've been working on the entire time during the podcast. And uh, other fun stuff from Texas. Finally wrapping that up. Awesome. You can find all of us at Parkscope on Twitter, parkscope.net. Uh, make sure you give us a good review somewhere that you leave reviews. Probably not Yelp. That won't help. Uh, and you can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a good uh, have a good day, I guess. I don't know. How do you? I, it's weird. We're, we're recording this at night, so I don't know how to. Re- I, I don't know how to end it. I'm like, good night. Well, what happens if you're listening it tomorrow? Like tomorrow morning. I don't know. <laughs> but they're <laughs> listening to it tomorrow morning. Doesn't this come out on Friday? Yeah. Well, I think this is coming out Friday. Yeah. So, like, what happens if they're listening to this on Friday? Like, I don't. Uh, I don't know. It's Anyways. like closed with easy like Sunday morning yeah. for every single every single episode t- coming out in. Yeah. Have a fantastic insert time here. Yes. <laughs> have an easy Saturday, have an easy Sunday morning. We'll just catch you guys on the flip flippity flop on the other side. I don't know. We need to we need to workshop this. All righty guys, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs>